When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome back, everyone. I am back with yet again another first impressions. I know all of my latest episodes have been first impressions, but I'm just getting started with quite a few new dramas. So I thought I would leave you with my first impressions so that you can kind of decide if you want to jump into these dramas or not. Um, But as you can see by the title, I will be doing my first impressions on 39. This drama is a 12 episode Netflix drama and it will be airing on Wednesdays and Thursdays and I have to just say this is definitely one of the dramas I was looking most forward to for the month of February when I went over all the dramas that were going to be airing this month this was definitely top of my list it's whenever I see dramas with like ages <laughs> ages in the title I always kind of gravitate towards them because it just makes me know it's going to be a very human drama it's going to be all about kind of the realism of what it means to be a certain at a certain point in your life and I just really really relate to those so I was very excited to to start 39. So I have to just go ahead and let you know before we even get into the first impressions episode fully that I went into this drama excited, um, super excited. And I did not know the full details of what the drama was going to be about, obviously, prior to watching the first two episodes. And I have to say, if you've listened to me before, you know, there are things that are in this drama that I immediately thought, uh oh, Spaghettio, like is Lola gonna make it through this? So let me get into the first impression so I can get to that point. Um, but I'm not gonna do what I've been doing in my other first impressions, where I basically have been, you know, giving you a full recap of the first two episodes. No, 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 I cannot do that with this drama because this is to me the type of drama that you have to experience, you know, because a lot of the things that happen, the way that they show it on screen, it's just like, you got to get that from this, from watching it. You won't be able to get that from me just kind of recapping it. So I'm not going to go through that full recap experience, but what I will be doing is going in and kind of giving you a synopsis of what happened in the first two episodes so that you know all the kind of major um, points. Um, So spoilers of the first two episodes, basically. And then I will go into my first impressions. Um, And yeah, let's go. All right, so let's go ahead and start with this, uh, the synopsis of what this 39 is about. Oh, and one other thing I did mention, I don't know if I did, but it is a 12 episode um, drama, which again, 
make sense for a drama like this. I'm just going to say that as well. Okay. So basically we start the, the drama with three um, main characters. We have three best friends. They are obviously at the age of 39 and they've known each other since they were 18 years old. So we have three characters, Cha Mi Jo, played by Son Ye Jin. We also have Jung Chan Young, played by Jong Mi Do. We also have Jang Ju Hee, played by Kim Ji Hyun. So those are our three um, main characters, our three best friends. And again, they are now at the age of 39 and they met at 18 years old and they're still best friends. And I loved how in the beginning of the episode one, they kind of have Mi Jo um, Yejin's character kind of narrating about their friendship and how they've you know come to still be together and how the things that they did when they were at 18 they still do at the age of 39 so I kind of loved all of that um, and then <laughs> it just kind of shows them going in their down of day-to-day lives and how they navigate with one another and then we also kind of see immediately I mean and you can see from the very like this kind of montage of like their friendship you see the chemistry between the actors here or the actresses and it just was magnetic I thought oh my goodness they are best friends right it just made me really feel like they were best friends even in this kind of like quick montage of episode one but immediately in the moment of episode one, there is this point where, I mean, it's like first 10 minutes. It's going through and showing us, you know, their friendship and how they are with each other, how they hang out and how they have fun and all that kind of stuff. And again, Mijo's character is narrating this. And there's a very point, very early point where they're kind of like scrolling on social media. Like one of them are scrolling, they're watching TV, you know, at all together and they're hanging out. And then, um, Juhi is on like I said scrolling on social media and she's looking at oh she like mistakenly likes someone's picture of like their baby shower or their wedding or something like that and <laughs> Mijo's like you need to get off of social media like no and she makes a point to say that they don't like to you know attend baby showers or weddings because they know they'll never have them themselves and I thought wow okay um and then they, she mentions that they make sure that they do attend funerals, however. And I was just like, oh my goodness, what? And then it shows the next scene is an actual funeral happening. And oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And in the voiceover, Mijo is saying how, yes, they always attend funerals. The next scene shows the funerals, but she does also say, but we have all been lucky, lucky enough that we met, we've met our um, soulmates at this point in our lives and that we've loved passionately. And we're so, you know, grateful for that. But the funeral we find out is for one of the best friends, one of the three women. Um, And I can go ahead and tell you who it is, because again, this is what happens in episode one and two. So we find out that the funeral is for the character of Jung Chan Young. And now let's get into a little bit about their characters and like what they are doing and what they get up to. So Mijo um, is actually a dermatologist. She has her own practice and she works with her sister. She's adopted. So she comes from a, you know, from an orphanage kind of experience. She was an orphan, but you know, she was adopted at a young age and her family is magnificent. So she had wonderful adapt- adoptive parents and her sister, her older sister, um, who is not biological to her, obviously, but is also just as lovely to her and they work together. 
at this dermatologist's office. But however, way the episode, you know, starts, um, me, Joe is explaining to everyone that she is trying to take a sabbatical. She'll be leaving to the States, to Palm Springs. She's going to stay there for about a year or two. She doesn't really know, but she needs a mental health break. Like she needs to take an actual time away from her, her job and everything and in Korea. So this is what we enter into is her making these plans to leave. And I just have to say right off the bat, the way that they set this up and knowing that there was going to be a funeral. They don't show us who's who funeral it is in episode one. So in my head, I was preparing to believe that it was Mijo's funeral because she's she looks like she's going away and she's saying goodbye to people. And it made it feel like, why is she leaving? Like, is she need to go to the States for treatments? You know, it was very, it was really, I was getting nervous from the minute I realized she was supposed to be leaving. And I knew there was going to be a funeral involving one of these three women. So I just thought it was Miju off the bat. Um, but you know, she's, she's telling everyone like, okay, I got to go on my sabbatical. I got to go here. I got to do this. So that is a little bit about Miju and Chan Young, now again, she's the one that we find out will who is going to be passing. Um, we find out that she is an acting coach, so she works in like an entertainment agency, um, and she has a kind of um, romantic relationship with the CEO of this um, agency, and his name is Kim Jin Sook. He was introduced to her by Miju. They used to be friends, and so at some point they connected. Um, the only problem is Jin Sook is married with a child, um, and so Miju absolutely cannot stand their relationship. She always blames herself for their relationship because she introduced them to each other. But basically, Chan Young and Jin Sook have a romantic relationship. However, it's not physical; it's never been physical. So, to their kind of thought process, they feel like they're not really cheating or having an affair in a way but it's like you know she is definitely in love with him and he is in love with her and we have our other friend and the three friend group and we have um Jung Joo Hee and she again is played by Kim Ji Hyun and Joo Hee seems to be when it comes to uh, relationships and things like that she seems to have been like someone who's been single her entire life kind of thing where she's never really had like this this real dating experience she seems to have been like a forever single person um so she whenever there's like a a chance of her potentially um being meeting a guy it's like they always kind of push her to the forefront of like oh my goodness there's a cute guy over there you know so they kind of always put her first in that regard um but she appears to work in like um I want to she says she's like a manager of like a beauty like cosmetic store within a mall kind of thing so she like works in a kind of managerial type position in like a mall where she kind of helps people in the cosmetic um, areas but she, again, like I said, is the kind of forever single who's been in the group. Um, and, you know, and she's really sweet. And she also lives at home with her mom still. And, you know, and she she likes to sleep in her childhood room, I guess, you know, drinking beer, watching dramas on her phone. You know, that's kind of more of her vibe. Um, but they're all, you know, are super adorable in their own ways. Right. Again, the but the main kind of issue that we see between their friendship is the way that Mijo um, you know pictures or how she does not like Chan Young's relationship with Jin Suk so that's kind of like our 
quick overview of those characters. And again, Jin Suk, he, the way that they paint him is that he is in love with Chan Young. And despite the fact that she continues to kind of question, like, are you ever going to get a divorce from me? Like, is it ever on the table? He kind of always like just you know, ignores that question. And he's like, looks at her with like these puppy dog eyes. Like, I can't answer that. I can't do that. And again, he's, again, I'm, I'm visioning this is because of his son. But Chan Young at one point even mentions to him, like, I will be a good mother if you give me the opportunity. I promise you I can be a good mother too. And I just thought, wow, you know, that's the level she's willing to go is be somebody's stepmom for this man. And it's just it was rough it's rough it's rough it's rough um but anyway the other characters that we need to get into are the other kind of um romantic interests that may come into effect in these first two episodes um and it has to start with of course by um Mijo because Mijo's love interest is a fellow dermatologist who is going to be taking over her office when she goes on her sabbatical. So she basically is in the process of, um, she has hired this dermatologist who's going to be coming in and taking over while she is away. But before she meets this dermatologist that she hired, she ends up actually meeting him um, in a way that, you know, you know, a format or in a way that she didn't realize was 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 him, this dermatologist she had hired. So basically, she likes to visit her um, orphanage where she was adopted from a lot. That's where she comes back to all the time. Um, and she takes, you know, brings things for the kids. They cook for the kids and have fun with the kids while she's there with her, you know, best friends, uh, another kind of shows up on the scene and he comes to teach English to the kids and they're like oh we haven't seen him around and immediately this character he is continually to kind of like check for Mijo uh, while they're at the orphanage and Mijo kind of like shuts him down immediately but at the same time she's kind of checking him out as well so it was like okay okay what's going on here um, but his name is Kim Son Woo and he's played by Yeon Woo Jin and I have to just stop the first impressions episode right here to talk really quickly about Yeon Woo Jin I have talked about him in previous episodes of mine because he is one of my favorite actors in the K-drama game. And I think he's an underrated actor. When I tell you he is a standout actor, he is a standout actor. This drama already proves no different. He is amazing. I love him to pieces. I just had to let everyone know that. So, okay, I'm done. All right. (laughs) Just had to say that really quickly because I'm probably going to talk about him more at the end here, but just had to stop and say, love me some Woojin. He is absolutely I was calling him my bae while I was writing my notes for this. I kept thinking like, this is my bae, my bae, my absolute bae. I adore him. Okay. But either way, Kim Sonu is his his name and he and Mijo have this kind of immediately connect a quick connection um, right off the bat but you know nothing really comes to that what ends up happening though is that uh, later on they end up meeting because he brings her something that she left at the orphanage and in the process of you know 
meeting her again he kind of you know has a little bit more time with her he's obviously having this little kind of falling in love eyes immediately while he's kind of meeting up hanging out with her and she again is kind of just like you know it is what it is kind of brush him off but not really she's also drunk so you know she's kind of like you know a little drunk and tipsy or whatnot and they're having a little you know dinner kind of situation um but at the same time you can tell that Sonu is already completely falling for her and I just loved to see it love to see it um but the reason why um sonu was at the orphanage because he also has a he has a younger sister and his younger sister was adopted from that same orphanage so um mijo and sonu having that kind of connection already and they seem to have a lot of little things in common and like they're both dermatologists which they don't know that just yet but they you know they have a lot in common basically so again their connection was like immediate 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 so much so that they end up sleeping together like pretty soon again before she knows he's the dermatologist that she ends up hiring to take over her (laughs) um her office um but you know they end up sleeping together and even in that process it made sense because again there was an immediate connection between the two it was very palpable you could tell they felt some kind of way about each other the minute they laid eyes on each other so when they ended up sleeping together I wasn't kind of like (gasps) clutching my pearls it was like yeah it, it kind of makes sense and the way that he presented this this opportunity to like sleep with her you know like he wanted to sleep with her he just kind of like straight up tell her that you know he's like invites her over and she's like you know reads right through it he and it's a beautiful little line he 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 asks her if she wants to see the peonies and the peonies are these flowers that she on the first night they met she had bought these peonies and gave him um you know two and took one for herself (laughs) um and you know so she tells him how much she loves these flowers and so he takes you know his and you know sits them in in a vase back at his place and so when they see each other again he kind of presents like do you want to come see my peonies (laughs) and she's like wait a second are you invite me over already um and she's like wait are you trying to sleep with me he's like actually yeah I'm trying to sleep with you and they kind of have that experience right off the bat and I'm telling you for it to have happened that kind of um it wasn't haphazard but to happen so easily and smoothly like he was smooth that's the one thing about Wu Jin he is a he can be quite sexy if I don't say so myself but he you know the way that that kind of all played out and they slept together it was very easy for both of them um and again like it kind of just clicked and made sense in a way but of course Mijo was like this shouldn't happen again because I'm leaving she's like I don't have time for this I'm going on a sabbatical for two years like I don't have time to be starting up something with somebody so she kind of like is trying to push him away only to then again find out that he is the dermatologist that she's going to be working with and kind of like preparing um, to take over her office while she leaves for her sabbatical so that is kind of where we um, wrap up on um, episode one but the other thing to know about that I just thought was a cute little moment was that um Wu Jin is playing a dermatologist again in Marriage Not Dating which is a drama that I did a throwing it back with Lola episode on he was a dermatologist um in that drama as well so he has a lot of experience in playing dermatologist roles but that's neither here nor there okay so um again yeah basically that kind of summed up what happened in episode one 
while in episode two, we kind of get to see, um, again, Mijo and Sonu kind of form a more of a relationship now that he starts working at the dermatology office. And again, he's very open and honest with her about how he feels about her. Like that's immediate in these first two episodes. He likes her and he wants her to know it. And she kind of is like, I kind of like you too. But again, I'm leaving for a sabbatical. So like, I don't know if this is something that I want to get started on. Um, and then we have um, me, and we, sorry, we have Chan Young. Um, going through the process again of trying to separate herself from Jin Sook. She kind of makes a point with the help of Mijo, like, I can't keep this up. I need to let him go. He won't divorce his wife for me. He won't leave his family for me. So I got to let him go. And so she's trying to go through this process of letting him go. He, of course, is kind of not trying to let her go. But, you know, he's being respectful of this, the kind of, I guess, the thought of her letting him go. Um, and then we have Juhi, who, again, she's living her kind of single life, but she's always checking out people. Um, and one of the people that she's checking out is the new shop owner who's kind of uh, open up a restaurant in her neighborhood and she continues to kind of walk past this restaurant and seeing this kind of young shop you know restaurant owner or chef and in the process of continuing to see him she keeps thinking like wait is he is he checking checking me out like is he you know is he is he thinking about me you know what, what's going on is he flirting with me like she's trying to get a read on him but she can't really tell um and so she invites her friends of course in his you know restaurant opening to you know have some time at the restaurant to kind of get a vibe on him and see what's going on and they're immediately like oh my goodness he's young you know things like that but we also find out that he has connections with Sonu so he knows Sonu they're friends he knows um and so that's a thing that gets connected and then we also find out I think in episode two, maybe in episode one, that Jin Sook also knows Sonu. So they're, you know, kind of all connected as they tend to be in these types of dramas. So everybody's kind of connected. Um, but in the process of Juhi trying to figure out this restaurant owner who his name, I believe his character name was Park um, Hyung Jun, and he's played by Yi Tae-young uh, one. And so that's kind of like this. He's a chef and he owns this shop, a restaurant in um, Juhi's neighborhood and Juhi's kind of checking him out but she's not sure what the read is but when they go visit him at the restaurant they find out that there's this young girl who kind of shows up and it's like you know they assume it's his girlfriend so that she kind of like it's like oh there goes that and they go and start drinking and get drunk <laughs> and it was like okay <laughs> but either way that was really um, much not much else went on with Juhi in these first two episodes um, but again in episode two we find out that the reason why Mijo is going on the sabbatical is because she's been suffering from panic attack panic attacks she can't sleep um, and she just feels like her mental health has been declining and she needs to go and she kind of you know has this lovely scene with her family when she tells them that um, at the same time we have um, Sonu kind of begging her not to leave for two years he's like I, I mean he but then he kind of was like you know what? it's okay we can still be together you know you'll be back in two years and at this point I still was thinking that Mujo was the one who was going to be passing because again the way they were setting up her character in these first two episodes I swore they set it up in a way that made it seem like she was going to the states to basically you know get treatment for something or die peacefully or something like that it was weird it was really weird how they were setting it up um, only to then reveal that the ladies they go for like a you know their physical their yearly physical their checkup and when they you know get their news back from the checkup which I thought was a little weird, but um, 
Mijo gets a call from the doctor at the hospital because I guess it's one of her friends that she knew, you know, from medical school, I guess. And he tells her the diagnosis about Chanyong. And I thought that was a little weird. And I don't know if that's appropriate to do for confidentiality reasons or whatnot. But she's the one that finds out first about Chanyong. And her first thought when she finds this out is to rush to Jinsook. Which is, again, she finds it weird herself. She notes this in the scenes that she don't she doesn't know why she ran to him first, but immediately she goes and she starts blaming him and herself for this diagnosis of Chanyong. Again, it seems like she has something to go, terminal, some kind of terminal illness. It looks like they found something on it, you know, a scan on her brain, perhaps. I didn't really see or get the explanation there but it seems like she's obviously dying from something and this is something that they find she finds out and she goes to Jinsook and she immediately is like beating him up and crying and, and upset um and we also see that Sonu's in this moment like how we realize that Jinsook and Sonu our friends are connected in a way. Um, but we do get to see Sonu um, comforting Mijo um, at this point. And again, they don't know what's going on. They just know she's extremely upset and, and crying and screaming at him. And that's kind of how this episode's to end. So then we find out that the funeral is for Chan Young at the end there. They show kind of her funeral photo and we know. So that's basically episodes one and two what you kind of get from those first two episodes but what you're not getting from the synopsis at all are kind of just the the sheer amount of loveliness that this drama is when I tell you it is so so beautifully shot so beautifully written some of the lines are just chef's kiss um there's also this these moments of just pure um, pureness, actually pureness between their friendship and like how they interact with each other and how sometimes they just feel like little girls, you know, teenage girls having fun together, giggling about who's farting on the phone and things like that. You know, like seriously, that's a whole scene about that. And so they have these really little pure little girl teenage moments um, only to continue to remind you again that there's, you know, supposedly these these very established older women at 39 years, you know, of age. And I love that contrast. And again, that's what makes this such a human kind of slice of life drama. And I love slice of life drama. Oh my gosh, I love them. But it also gives you this this kind of realization about what you're trying to portray about this age at these people's lives you know like it's an age where people you know you can lose a friend at this age but at the same time you can have these very fun you know youthful moments of like falling love at the same time at the age of 39 so to show those contrasting uh, moments in just two episodes I just was blown away I was absolutely blown away because I knew that this was gonna be um one of those kind of dramas that you feel for and that you can relate to. But at the same time, when you step back from it, you'll continue to think about like, 
some of the messaging that it leaves you with. And like I said, I only, I already got all of that from just two episodes. So to know that this is going to be the entire drama, I'm just like, I'm in for a roller coaster. And as you know, I am one person who does not enjoy sad dramas. When I know that the setup is going to be sad, when I know the expectation that someone's going to be dying and that this is the point of the drama is to follow this process of someone passing and you know, are people dealing with the aftermath of someone passing like I don't generally want to watch things like that I just out of just the way that I consume things that's not something I want to consume just willingly however I have to say that after watching these first two episodes and from the the humanness and beautifulness and loveliness and like cuteness that it gave all in just two episodes all the while dealing with this concept of the someone dying someone's already dead like that it even though that was prevalent it still had so much life to it and the same and so it made me realize that I could probably watch this drama because again though they're going to be dealing with this um and I guess preparing for the passing of um the Chan Yong character I do feel like the lightheartedness and the or the lightness um and the pureness of the friendship and their you know, different relationships and the falling in love, all of those aspects contrasted with someone passing, I think it's going to just, it's just going to be resounding um, on kind of the messaging of like how life still goes on, but then at the same time, like it's not the end, you know, there's others that will continue to live um, and continue to kind of uphold um what you've left behind. And so it's just a lot there that I can already tell I'm absolutely enamored with. So I'm as nervous as I was when I realized what this drama was about and what was going to, what they're going to be dealing with in this drama. Even with that information, I did realize that I wanted to keep watching this drama, that I wanted to see this contrast of like women at 39 falling in love for the first time while also dealing with a friend with a terminal illness you know that I thought would be like I said such a stark contrast but at the same time I think it would be so meaningful to watch something like that transpire so I am unfortunately gonna be watching this <laughs> despite me already being super sad and emotional about it um, I think the way that they've already set it up where the expectation is there and I kind of already can embrace myself after experience the first two episodes of what's to come I think I can do this I think I can watch this I think I can do this um, so if you're someone like me who struggle with kind of consuming um you know dramas with this type of storyline or it deals with these certain kind of um, things, I feel like you would still be able to get a lot from this drama. And because it's so well written already, the first two episodes, it's so well written. The characters are so full. Oh my goodness, the characters are so full. They all have their own distinct personalities. Even Jin Sook, who is kind of like the bad guy in a sense, because he's, you know, having an affair on his wife or emotional affair on, with his wife. And also he's doing this to someone who's terminally ill. You know, he's like the bad guy, even in that moment, like to see him going back and forth with her and then also 
you know, dealing with his son and then dealing with the way that he kind of deals with his wife, like all of that, still seeing all of that, they still did a great job um, of showcasing kind of what his struggle is, despite it, you know, him not being um, a victim of any way of anything, but being actually the perpetrator, but still kind of giving him a little bit more to him than just like bad guy, you know? Um, Cause I couldn't fully hate him as much as I was like, Oh, he's the bad one. I still couldn't hate him. Um, and then you also have Sonu who I don't even know how to explain this. Sonu's character is this is how you write a character. This is how you write a character. This is how you write a character. I don't know how else to say it. I don't know how else to say it. Who needs to hear this? A lot of writers need to hear this. His character is exactly what I'm talking about when I talk about dramas, writing characters that are not full or round um, or that they kind of seem empty and not there's not a lot going on with them. I, I'm not trying to compare characters and dramas and things like that but I was just recently talking about that in a another first impressions I just you know (laughs) put out um but it is that thing where it's like you there's a way in two episodes to showcase a character having being real and that again I have like a list of that for example Sonu we find out about his past with his his sister who's adopted. We find out about the, his job, what he does. We found out some of his friends. You know, we we find out all these other things that's going on in his life outside of like, oh, and he's also falling in love with Mijo. Like we don't, you know, that's a, another thing that we find out about him as opposed to like, that's all he is, is he's the guy that's a love interest of Mijo. You know, and I feel like when you don't, when you realize that that's poorly written, when you only make a character an accessory to another character, it's kind of like you could do more for that other character. You can do more. And I feel like Sonu is an example of how you do more. He is not just uh, an accessory to the Mijo character. He has his own life. He has his own things going on. And one of the things just also happened to be that he's falling in love with Mijo. Like that's it, you know? And I just love, love, love that. So one of my greatest examples of like this is how you write a character and this is only two episodes in and you can feel how real these characters are specifically a shout out to Sonu um and another thing I will say Mijo and Sonu are my they're my first couple that I'm falling in love with for um 2022 definitely my first couple of the year that is going to be on my favorite couples list I can already tell their everything about their relationship and the how that it started and how it's starting is so easy 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 it's so beautiful to watch like it's just like even in the moment of them trying to have like these hiccups you know in this this little falling in love process it still comes out to be like oh that was nothing that big and it's just they are so easy they open up easily to one another and they just have this like really kind of deep hearts or hearts like immediately you know and of course they had already slept together but I feel like outside of them sleeping together like the aftermath was still very much like I still want to be in your presence in a way that is not just physical that is very apparent and it's just so beautiful to see I love them already I love them already I'm interested to see what they're going to do with the Juhi character though because like I said she kind of feels like she's falling in the back right now as far as like story 
And again, I don't think that's at any fault to the writing just yet. I think that has to do with the fact that they want to set up the, the Chan Young character and what's going to be happening to her. And I think they're going to highlight and bring forth um, more characters as they continue to progress. So I, I'm not too worried about that, but I'm interested to see how hers is going to transpire with this younger, younger guy. I'm really excited to see what that's going to look like. Uh, again, the Chan Young experience of her being terminally ill now and also dealing with this heartbreak of this this guy who she's been in love with all these years who's married with kids and she can't ever have that with him so she's going to be single and alone when she passes you know like that kind of setup already for her character I don't know what I'm going to do with that because I don't know if I want to deal with that I really don't know if I want to deal with that and I hope that's not the case but I don't really know what else they can do. You know, what else can they really do? Are they going to just let him, oh, because she's sick, I'm going to break up with my wife. I'm going to divorce my wife thing. Kind of, you know, is that going to happen in the span of however long as it takes for her to, you know, pass? Like, I hope that's not the case because it seems a little, you know, it, it doesn't seem necessary by that point. So I don't really wonder what they're going to do to showcase this character um, and how she's able to deal with this this point um of time in her life as she is you know basically as before she passes I wonder how they're going to bring that bring her to peace you know and I I'm imagining it is definitely separating herself with from Jin Sok but I'm not sure so I'm interested to see how they take care of that as well so again just super sad already I'm not sure I'm going to be able to handle it but I'm going to do my best to handle it because I really want to get from this drama what it's supposed to give to me you know I know it's supposed to give me something and so I feel like I have to watch it so that I can get that um so I'm looking forward to finishing this drama again these are my first impressions I did do a lot longer synopsis than I originally thought I was going to so bear with me there um but I did want to kind of just get across some of the points that stood out to me but also help me realize like why I want to keep watching this drama despite it being one that's sad and you know I don't like to watch sad sad dramas but I I definitely think this is what I'm gonna I'm gonna force myself through uh, because there's just so much beauty in it already and it's only been two episodes uh and everyone's doing amazing already performances are top tier as I knew they were going to be that's never going to be a question and Mijo so Yejin and she is just one of the actresses that there's such a comedic side to her but all the while like she still has this kind of ability to kind of break down and be real and I love that about her as an actress so super excited just super excited and everybody play close attention to Kim Sonu who is played by Young Win Jin because he again is underrated I need everybody to pay attention to him and see how much he brings to this character and how amazing he is as an actor yes I'm gonna continue to talk about him till I'm blue in the face I cannot help it he is an amazing actor and people need to recognize that okay all right that's it okay I'm done okay guys (laughs) so that's it that's all I have for this episode so Thank you so much for listening. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off.